0: and the thing too like it makes you very grateful for like just having a healthy body
1: Freedom Fam, welcome back to the Freedom Stories Podcast. Today, we have Susan, who's going to be talking about her journey through a generous donation, a donation that saves someone's life. Now, let's dive into our incredible story. Susan, welcome to the Freedom Stories Podcast. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm doing great. Good, (laughs) good. Um, So, I know a lot about you, but some of the listeners may not. So, in 60 seconds or less, which most people, yes, I know. Go way (laughs) over. Most people go way over, but... Just tell me about yourself. Okay.
0: Um, I um, am a mom first, probably. <laughs> yeah. um, it's something I always wanted to do, and I've been lucky to be able to put my whole self into it and stay home with them as they've mm-hmm. been young and stuff. So um, I love being very intentional in raising mm-hmm. my girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm very goal-oriented. If I have a goal, mm-hmm. like I definitely focus on that um, yeah. pretty hard. When I was young, like I didn't grow up in a family that um, had a lot. Like we were, you know, I, I was the first one to go to co- and graduate from college in my yeah. family. And so, awesome. Um, but like early on, that was a goal for me to go to college. And like mm-hmm. anytime I heard something about, Oh, this will, this will be a good for like getting a scholarship or something like that was where my yeah. mind went. In yeah. fact, this is a funny story yeah. we can edit this out but no it's um, perfect so like in in like fourth or fifth grade when you start band like yeah the band teacher like is go- giving an intro over all the instruments and he shows us the oboe and he's like if you play the oboe like you have a good chance of getting a scholarship because not very many people play the oboe and so I was like well that's for me <laughs> I am not musical at all and I did not practice I was terrible oh and my so, gosh like, but you're like
1: I am playing the oboe I'm playing
0: the oboe because that's what I'm going to get a scholarship yeah. for and when we had our um like Christmas performance thing you know afterwards like the next day at school we're watching it and he pauses it and he's like now I want everybody to listen to how much the oboe stands out over everything <laughs> else was this like positive? Was this a positive comment? Oh no, I don't know. I don't know if he was like, you need to practice. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, what? But I turned I turned the oboe in. Like right after that, I was done. I was no like, more. This oboe. is not for me. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, no, but that's awesome. you yeah.
1: put your mind to something, you're yeah. like, yeah. This is going to get me from point A to point B. I'm going to do yeah. whatever
0: it takes. Yeah. yeah. Tennis turned out to be my
1: Tennis? <laughs> to <college>. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. So did you play tennis in college? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> i Terrible. The only experience I have in tennis is Wii Tennis. (laughs) And then when you go out, you go and you actually play, like, wow, this is actually really hard. It doesn't translate. No, No, not at all. Neither does, like, ping pong. You know, they try and make it all the same. It's not the same. Awesome. So um, I think with your commitment, um, tell us a story a little bit about what happened to you a year or so ago or six months ago. I can't remember approximately how long ago you did this really incredible thing yeah. and I'll have you describe it.
0: Well it was it was like October or August 30th that mm-hmm. I donated a kidney.
1: Yeah. 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 I remember you coming to class and you were like, yeah, I'm gonna be gone for a while. And I was like, <laughs> why? And you said that and I was like, whoa. Yeah. So what inspired you to do that?
0: Well I would say that it was like a lot of probably smaller things over time that okay. built up. Yeah. Um I think uh, when I was young, like um, a teenager, I had two connections that got my mind thinking that way. I had, mm-hmm. um, first, I had a tennis coach that um, had donated a kidney to his mom. And so okay. he would talk about it once in a while, make reference to it. So I knew, like, I saw him and how he, you know, seemed to be fine and mm-hmm. normal after yeah, donating after, a yeah, kidney. Yeah. And then we had um, one of our youth group leaders. Um, had been on the registry list. Um, and so we would I would see him over years, really, mm-hmm. but, like, month to month, like, showing up. And, like, you could so tell... he's on the
1: registry list to get...
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you could see, like, if like it had been a while, like, mm-hmm. if he was getting close to, like, a dialysis appointment yeah. or if, you know, he had just had one. Like, you mm-hmm. could see, the difference, could see the difference that that made. So um, I think at that time... I mean, I think they'd only been doing kidney, living kidney donations probably like 10 years or something Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. when I knew him. And um, I think, you know, you, I think when you're exposed to something like that, you're like, yeah, I mean, obviously I was too young to Uh even consider that. But like, um, you know, you're like, if I knew somebody that needed a kidney, I would, I would do it. You uh-huh. know, you kind of yeah. you put yourself in their shoes, or yeah, in, yeah, yeah. around and them, you have,
1: and so you know, sympathy for them,
0: right? Yeah. Then the yeah. next, the next <laughs> kind of big, like I think nudge would have been, um, probably in two thousand seven or two thousand eight. Um, I think the kidney foundation was doing like a media blitz because mm-hmm. they had started doing the paired kidney program, where like. Um, you know, with the advent of computers and being able yeah. to like make connections. A lot of times there are people that have loved ones that are willing to donate a kidney, but they're yeah. not a match.
1: Yeah. And so, so do you, you have to be a match for somebody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So sorry to stress, but were you a match? Did you have to be a match for someone to go ahead with the
0: surgery? So I was, yeah, absolutely. So I was, <laughs> like um, you had
1: to wait to be a match for somebody to get surgery.
0: Yeah. Okay. I, I was um, like an altruistic, donor. Like I donated to a stranger. I wasn't a directed match. So I just went in saying I wanted to do this and Mm -hmm. the need is so great. Like they were just like, well, when do you want to do it? Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, they, in fact, I think they had at least two people lined up to, donate on the, to receive on the day that I said that I would donate, yeah. um, in wow. case she was sick or yeah, something like, and they couldn't donate to the recipient that had been first chosen.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So my second nudge would have been when they were doing the paired kidney match, when they went okay. through, through computers, like they kind of realized, well, you know, this person has people willing to donate, but mm-hmm. you know, they're not, um, matches and you know let's match them up with somebody else that is in the same situation Uh and so they started doing like the cross matches
1: where you know
0: the people that don't know each other are donating but um you know your person is still getting a kidney because of the cross match
1: okay okay
0: um or they they started doing too where like like it's like you bank the credit like if somebody donates and then there's like your, your person's like first in line for the match or uh-huh. something so huh
1: yeah. interesting yeah that it's just crazy yes yeah. it's crazy so how what was surgery like what was prep what was after just tell i had know. another nudge you had another <laughs> nudge yeah <Okay. laughs> sorry this is nudge number one, three. three. yeah no because had four yeah, okay nudge number four
0: um, so then closer <laughs> to like present day, Okay. um, three and a half years ago now, um, she, I have a friend that donated and okay. she kind of had it in her head that she was going to donate, you know, to somebody, yeah. not necessarily a set person. But then mm-hmm. like right around that time, she was like, it's time to make a donation, you know, like yeah. she... She saw on Facebook like an old friend posting about her husband needing a kidney, and so she ended up meeting him. She had never met him, but they ended up meeting, and so it was a directed wow. donation for her. But she had been willing to do a yeah. indirect donation to a stranger. Wow! And so she had done that, and then, and around the time she was doing that, I think was the time that my husband and I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro.
1: Okay. And.
0: So, last year... Where
1: is Mount Kilimanjaro?
0: It's, like, on the border of Tanzania and Kenya. Ding! Yeah. That's awesome! That's pretty cool, oh yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, um, around the time when, um, yeah, last, like, th- this time last year, pretty much, or February, mm-hmm. um, she was getting ready to do a climb with this newer um, organization called um, Kidney Donor Athletes. KDA. Okay. And it's really kind of cool looking, watching on like Facebook or say social media, like they're highlighting these people that have donated kidneys and they're going on to run marathons yeah they're and stuff. still able yeah. to live their yeah. life yeah like it's you know? definitely very inspiring and puts you in the mind like oh well if you
1: can you can give somebody a better life and still have and your still, life and still
0: yeah exactly yeah. I think it's a really impressive organization and so through her like she was going to climb with that group mm-hmm. um Mount Kilimanjaro and so she was borrowing some stuff from me and I yeah. started following that group yeah. and I was like okay and I was just kind of like I think earlier in life I had Put, put it, like I said, when I was like in high school, like I knew, yeah. like if somebody I knew needed one, yeah, yeah, I'd donate. Yeah. And then when I started hearing about the paired kidney match, I was like, well, I mean, if you're willing to donate, like, what does it say if it has to be somebody, you know, like, yeah. isn't that kind of yeah. selfish? Like Exactly. Like, like,
1: <laughs> like you're only helping somebody, you know, like you, there's so many people around the world that need help. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: And like, I think, I think 3,000 people, like, die or come off the list because 30, they're too 000. sick to receive the donation. Yeah, and it's like, it when you see the, like, quality of life that people have pre-donation, like, mm-hmm. when they're on dialysis, you know, they go, like, twice a week yeah. and spend four hours a day hooked up to a machine, yeah. Yep. you know. And in between, it's not like they're feeling perfect that mm-hmm. whole time either, no. you know. So yeah. I don't know how you have, like... A life with that exactly you know exactly. and then after the kidney donation they just I mean they have recovery time but it's just like they're like flip of a switch yeah just, can wow. live a normal life and it's so amazing and <laughs> That's wonderful awesome. and so yeah around like with the paired kidney donation talk I was like well one day when the time is right you know I want to have kids and mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. but um when the time is right maybe I'll look into being a donor just so you've to always somebody. had this
1: inkling to give
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: and then what when was the time right? Why did you choose the time that
0: um, you did? I mean, I'm done having kids. Yeah. I tried to talk my husband into having a third, but he wouldn't go for it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. It's always odd. There's always an odd one out three.
0: Well, if you're not gonna have, if you're not gonna have another kid, then I'm gonna give a kidney away. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's this or that, man. Yeah. It's this yeah. Or that. <laughs> so,
0: so my um, kids are like school age. They can get up and yeah. and get themselves off to school on their own. And um, I'm not working like a job. I, I mean, I wasn't. Yeah. So I, you know, wasn't like I was going to miss out on work or anything. Mm-hmm. So it just felt like, it the, felt right like the,
1: the right time. The right time. So now yeah. to the nitty gritty. Yeah. It like? What was what was pre-surgery? What was post-surgery? Because yeah. I know you kind of stray away from your normal for a while. Yeah. To help somebody else. But yeah. Like what what was it?
0: So around this time last year, I started mm-hmm. looking into the process and mm-hmm. you have to kind of they they aren't going to take your kidney if you're not healthy. So okay. they they do like you do a family history thing and
1: oh wow. So there's so there's more than just I want to donate kidney. Yeah, yeah. Like, Oh yeah, I'll cut you open tomorrow. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's more to that. Wow.
0: Yeah, there's a process. Um, they take your blood pressure. Like I had to do first, I had to do like twice a day record what my blood pressure was. Oh wow. And then after that, because it was kind of a little volatile they were like well let's just put you on for 24 hours and watch it or something where it just checks it so okay I think I think that's what I did I don't know something so like that. you were sitting there
1: with the blood pressure cup blood on pr- for 24 hours mm-hmm. I'm like what I don't know how it worked that's okay that's okay I mean I like I hate taking my blood pressure so that sounds absolutely terrible oh it doesn't bother me it doesn't bother you
0: yeah but it was more intense like maybe I had to do it more frequently for twenty four hours maybe. for some reason yeah, <laughs> yeah. um and so then, you had a
1: high blood pressure, then that's why they were trying just to it you? just, it a, just couple a
0: couple th- of readings yeah. were higher, yeah. yeah, so um but I've always had like really level like one twenty over yeah. sixty like yeah. type that's of good. blood pressure, so um I wasn't really worried about it mm-hmm. um. And then I had to collect my urine for like 24 hours. Because <laughs> that's a big way that they measure I mean, kidney yeah. function. Yeah. <laughs> so they sent me like these two big jugs. And I brought that in for the day where they drew like a ton of labs. Oh, and they yeah. did like a, just a full workup. I had like a CT scan done oh where they gosh. looked at like all my organs to make sure everything looked good. Wow. Yeah. yeah.
1: <clears throat> That's a lot. So how long did this whole process take before he had surgery? I mean,
0: that probably, because it, it was kind of dependent on my schedule and yeah. stuff. So, yeah. um, I mean, that can easily happen within a couple of months. And then they're just, they're like, all right, well, you look good. Like, when do you want to do it? And do I was it? like, well, Whoa. we're going into summer now. Mm-hmm. I Kind of want to be. We've got plans and be available for my kids. Like, how about in the fall after school starts?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. We scheduled it for August thirtieth. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I got my match and was ready to go. Oh
1: my gosh! So, what was the day like? Can you remember it?
0: Do you remember it? Yeah. The I had to like wash with special soap to decrease like you know, infection risk and stuff and get, get up and get there early in the morning
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, with newer COVID protocols and stuff. Yep. Like yeah. I, Corey couldn't come back to the like prep pre-surgery room, pre-op room so you were with me. There. <laughs> so I was just in this room by myself and like compared to other surgeries where like, I I had my knee, I had an ACL tear, so I had that done. And then, you know, tonsils or wisdom teeth or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. you're in the space by yourself, you know, pre and post-op. But, like, at KU, like, there's just, like, this humongous, like, room that just feels like an auditorium where there are, like, rows and rows of people that are pre and post-op for different things. Interesting. Different things, yeah. It's it's so crazy. And Hmm. so I'm in this space, like... (laughs) You so know, other
1: people are around you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Getting
0: getting prepped and, yeah, just had to wait for my team to come in and get the anesthesia started and stuff. And Interesting. Yeah. It was cool. I could see, like, when they did the blocks, like, mm-hmm. I could watch – on the screen. Cause of course at KU, like they also have students.
1: Yes. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: You have like multiples of, yeah. of like, if you have a doctor, you've got like three, you know, yeah. doctors also. Yeah. Or if you have anesthesiologists, you've you got two in so training many, along with them. So yeah. many
1: healthcare professionals. around Yeah.
0: You. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like the, you could tell it was like a, somewhat you know newbie student or okay. whatever doing the like block and they could see it like they have an ultrasound on the screen and yeah. you can like you could see like the needle going in what? through the different layers and like you could feel <gasps> it too like it was really cool oh geez
1: some people would oh, be like bothered God. and we grossed do. out yeah no, like no, usually no. I think they
0: keep that screen up. yeah <laughs> but, like I'm like i you surgery and yeah, yeah you know, I don't I, get grossed out but like, <laughs> that was there because
1: the student wanted to make sure like they were doing it. Yeah,
0: it was something. a good view for the yeah,
1: student. Yeah. yeah. And wow. probably
0: I don't know, maybe some people don't watch or Yeah, you know. they just look
1: away, but oh goodness.
0: <laughs> I thought it was fascinating because you could kind of feel see? like trying to get through a layer like poking Oh
1: <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> like you could see
0: like the different layers of like the um like muscle like or whatever, yeah, going muscle. through. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> it was interesting. That is
1: I don't know how I'd feel about that. Yep. That's that's cool.
0: So, yeah. And then shortly after that, yeah, I was you're asleep. Out and yeah. Were,
1: so how long did surgery take? Like an hour? Maybe not even that, right? Yeah. You even know? Um,
0: gosh, I can't even remember. Corey would probably know better than yeah. I would. It, the whole process, you know, between pre-op and post-op, takes a while, but I, the surgery itself it probably doesn't take, take a ton of time. Because all you yeah.
1: are doing is, you know, harvesting the kidney yeah and then, yeah so when you back up yeah I have three
0: like poke holes where they went in for to be able to see with the scopes and then uh-huh. I have a scar that goes like vertical along my belly button where
1: okay.
0: his hand actually had to come in to oh, get it out
1: <laughs> so when you're waiting there were you debating your decision at all waiting before surgery no not at all no no you had no second guesses no yeah, I think like I've got, s- you're, you're I've got like this committed
0: yeah I'm committed and I've got like this kind of sciencey background yeah. type of mind that I just find the whole I always am just kind of fascinated like watching processes uh-huh. and hospitals and stuff yeah like,
1: and how how it all happens how yeah it all yeah that's awesome yeah
0: some people get like you know queasy in hospitals or mm-hmm. yeah and yeah, my white po-
1: coat syndrome yeah my oh, husband yeah. has that oh no your husband <laughs> and I felt has I felt so bad for him
0: in the waiting room having to just like <laughs> watch like they, they have like this screen of like you've got a code instead okay. of a name and it like says where you are in the process like on the screen in the waiting room and he's just like sitting there watching like yeah. Getting nervous and panicky about nothing, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, <guess. laughs>
1: I bet, I yeah. bet. I mean, I'm definitely one of those that gets nervous. But, yeah. you know, like this day and age, it's, it's so more advanced than it was. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing really to be worried about. But yeah. there's always those worries. You're like, what if? Yeah,
0: yeah. I actually have a friend who um, is an anesthesiologist at KU. And so she has been on... With the doctor that you know, and I think that they mm-hmm. basically have one doctor that d- pulls kidneys out, you know, okay. of <laughs> living donors. So um, one,
1: one doctor and is the it, kidney puller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he and so she's worked.
0: She's worked with him, and she's like, he's so great. Like we have like this before we, you know had this surgery like he does this pep talk with the you know everybody like this person you know they they're not sick they're healthy they don't have to be here and they're here like we have got to get everything right you know like which i mean obviously you know they work to get everything right all the time but yeah you know that's a good pep talk takes it very seriously yeah
1: that's that's good that's
0: good to have a doctor like that yeah so and then after yeah, I wake up in the post op, and somebody is like, "You want your phone? Sure." <laughs> <laughs> like start texting, like yeah. and take you know, just looking around you know, and like. So,
1: what was there any difference and I mean, obviously, yes, you had major surgery to yeah. take an organ out of your body. Yeah, I had
0: to stay two nights. They say okay. two or three nights coming out. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, you know, I felt pretty good coming out what were the
1: side effects or what did they say would possibly happen you know
0: um like long term the big thing which is why they look at blood pressure really closely Uh is like hypertension stuff
1: okay
0: yeah um that's the biggest thing like something it's not huge but like Mm -hmm. I think to people's lives it kind of matters a lot like you can't have aspirin for the rest of your life yeah because yeah kidneys just don't process that as well mm-hmm. and so when you only have one of them mm-hmm. they're like let's stay away from aspirin and yeah. ibuprofen stuff yeah. like that yeah so just Tylenol now yeah
1: yeah interesting this is very fascinating to me because I'm I, I mean I'm pretty sure when I was 15 or 16 and you get your driver's license and you say you're your donor mm-hmm. you know yeah. sure yeah I'm not around I don't need them yeah yeah <laughs> so it's just it's interesting to talk through somebody who actually has done it, yeah. went through it, and has done the process. And looking back, you would totally do it again, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. If you could give, yeah. your, if I you know. give your last kidney. I know, <laughs> but, I know. No, that's very inspiring. It, it really is. Yeah. And I'm sure people who are listening, and you know, even me, I'm like, do I need to do this? Because it, it, it is a true form of sacrificial generosity. You are sacrificing yourself like you're you're getting put under. Yeah, for and the risks else's life. come. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. it's a big deal for it, sure. It is, but then the outcome is like you didn't even know this person. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. That's yeah. like a Hallmark movie, yeah. you know? Like you, it's so special to you. I'm sure you'll hold it your whole life. Yeah.
0: But, I haven't gotten to meet her, but I have been able to email with her. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And so I've learned that like she, she's a mom, she's young, she Mm -hmm. got like, she was diagnosed when she was 10 with diabetes, which people with diabetes are more likely to have kidney issues Mm -hmm. and end up in having kidney disease. Um, And then she was pregnant with um, her now like seven-year-old. When she was pregnant, she had preeclampsia, which... Oh, yep diabetes puts you a little more at risk for that. that. And, you know, the doctor was like, you know, you should be, you should be fine. Like Mm -hmm. it'll go away and Mm -hmm. you'll be fine. But obviously it didn't, her kidney, her blood pressure remained an issue and her kidneys, you know, couldn't deal with it. Mm -hmm. And um, so then she went on the list to receive a kidney in Mm -hmm. 2020.
1: And so she was on the list for two years then, mm-hmm. so she was receiving dialysis, which every time I drive to work, every time I come here, there's a dialysis, dialysis center, and it's yeah. always open. Yeah. It's, oh, the lights are on, there's always people in the parking lot. And like at first when I drove by, I was like, wait, what is this, you know, why is yeah. this place always open? Yeah. And then, you know, I'm like, oh wait, yeah, like people need this. And yeah. That's just crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I've talked to other people like since doing it, people are like, oh, yeah, I know somebody that donated, you know, or whatever, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason or needed to a donation. And Mm -hmm. I remember our neighbors, they talked about um, his mom needed a kidney and like he Mm -hmm. she went to dialysis like one time and was like it was just like. I will not like survive long if I'm like doing this so all the time. So do you know because... exactly
1: what cuz I'm not familiar with like how the process of dialysis works. Do you know at
0: all? Um I mean like I know are there are different up? ways yeah. to do it cuz yeah. there are ways you can do it at home, but yeah. it depends, you know, how bad. Severe
1: you're...
0: Right, yeah. yeah, um, yeah you, I think maybe they they put a port in that like stays in to make mm-hmm. it easier, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and Yeah, you get hooked up to a machine that, like, cleans your blood out
1: Mm. and
0: back in. Jeez. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, she, um, yeah.
1: So she's doing good? A young mom,
0: yeah, Yeah. she's doing good. I I had messaged her that maybe we would be going through where she lives um, in – spring break now but we ended up not taking that trip but um she was like well I don't I don't know I'll be I might be in school which makes me think like maybe she was holding off putting off
1: you know all these other things in her life yeah being sick yeah
0: Yeah. like
1: oh and you helped her do that That
0: and the thing too like it makes you very grateful for like just having a healthy body which how Uh many of us Take uh, for granted. T- absolutely, like I mean, having diabetes. Mm-hmm. I mean, alone, like that's such a huge thing to have to deal Monitor with for your whole day life. Day. Yeah, for the like, rest of your life. And you then, know? yeah, and then if you have other things, and you know, it sucks that it, like if you have one thing, it makes you predisposed to having other issues. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like, can we spread this stuff around? <laughs> like,
1: <what? laughs> yeah. Why it seems like like if you have one thing you are predisposed to yeah. more more things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, why can't we all spread it around, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah, but I mean, it makes it, like hearing her kind of her history, mm-hmm. I mean, I obviously I already had a gratitude for the help that I had, but like hearing her history just like put it very, much more in perspective of just like, how extremely blessed, you know, mm-hmm. I, I have been to just have a healthy life and mm-hmm. be in the position that I could do that.
1: Yeah, well. That's awesome. So, in closing, if somebody were in your position, say they have been, like, contemplating, you know, donating a kidney, or I'm not sure what else you could
0: donate, but... Part of a liver.
1: Part of a liver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, what would you say to them? If they were on the fence, you know, between, like, in a sense, being a little bit selfish of them, themselves, you, you know, you because it's a long process mm-hmm. to do something for somebody else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What would you say to them? Not necessarily to convince them to do it, but to have them kind of have a mindset change of why this would be good in the long run. Because you're talking to me now, you, you had your surgery in August, mm-hmm. and you're coming to the workouts in the training center. You're doing awesome. Yeah, your I life is feel, fine. Perfectly you feel perfectly the same. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, what, if you had any sort of advice, plant a seed in somebody's brain, like what would you say to them?
0: I mean, I, I, I would just say, you know, start looking into it. Like, mm-hmm. do just, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't just have take, to be like.
1: Yeah, you, you gotta just, jump all in. Right. Just yeah.
0: take one step, and mm-hmm. you know, maybe now is not that time. But yeah. if it's in the back of your head, like. Keep, keep an eye out for those nudges yeah. and yeah. be ready to say yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: say yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: be ready for the moment when it's right.
1: Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been awesome. I've learned a lot um, and I hope all the listeners have too.
0: Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you.
1: <laughs> all right, guys, that was unbelievable. Susan walks the walk and talks the talk. Her actions speak far louder than her words, and the story she shared is undeniably inspiring. She sacrificed herself in a way that changed the entire outlook of another human beings. If any of you listened have considered donating to help someone in need, this might be the spark to get more information. Now, what does sacrificial generosity mean to you?